And it, it's, look, it's always going to be risk-taking to follow a dream. And you're going to have naysayers and you're going to have supporters. You know what I mean? And I, at the end of the day, I think if you stick it out, I think if you really do believe in it, if you recognize it, though, like you were saying, as a gift, a real gift, something that God gave you, then you're not going to back down from that because God's not going to give you something that the Holy Spirit's not going to give you direction and clarity to go get. Hi, I'm Sherry Todd, a former DJ, now a podcaster. Every week, I hope to take you on an adventure that informs, inspires, and starts conversations. I want to get honest, and I want to get to the heart of life and love. There's going to be good days, bad days, good shows, bad shows. And just like life, we have to figure it out. And I want to figure it out loud. Welcome to Sherry. My guest on this episode of Sherapy is Stephen G. Lowe. Steve is the founder of TAR, Talent Management of Los Angeles and Orange County. Steve has shaped the careers of many actors. TAR, Talent Management clients can be seen in films produced by Disney, Warner Brothers, Paramount, Universal, etc. And in TV shows airing on NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, HBO, Netflix, among others, as well as in national and international commercials. Steve started his career as an on-air personality, voiceover artist, and radio syndicated programming executive. Steve is also co-founder of Last Chance Production Film Partners, LLC. Steve has written and produced and directed over 80 independent short films, commercials, web series, to name a few. Steve is also an author. His book, The Actor's Room, 50 Original Monologues and Tips for Success, was published in 2012 and rose to number three on Amazon's bestseller list. Prior to all this, Steve invested over 25 years in human behavioral studies where he counseled troubled youths. Steve has been awarded Orange County's one-on-one counselor of the year, the California Gold Award, and received a humanitarian award from Anaheim Mayor Kurt Pringle for recognition of outstanding service to youths and North Orange County communities. Ooh, thank you, Steve, for being here. Thanks. That was exhausting. I'm sorry. We're out of time. I, I get it. <laughs> That's quite a resume. I'm telling you, you must be very, very, um, this must be such, for you to have all of this, it has to be such dedication and passion for you. I'm definitely grateful. I'm grateful that I've been able to live like 16 lives in, you know, such a short period of time. Um but, and I'm glad this is, you know, you can't see me because you know that that's, <laughs> it wears on you. Uh, no, I'm really happy to, to be able to do all of that. And I praise God for that because the opportunities like that don't just happen every day. It's, it's not a life that people get to just wake up one day and go, wow, I'm actually doing this, you know? Right. And so, yeah, I'm very grateful. When, um, when did you consider yourself a success? Um... Honestly, I don't know that I do now. Uh, to be honest, I'm I'm not. I don't see it that way. Um, I teach my actors at the actors' room. I teach them and the actors that I represent at Tar Talent Management that I have a, a completely different view of success versus accomplishment. Uh, the reason for that is because after being in the business as long as I have, I've seen that accomplishment is something that doesn't need anyone or anything else. Accomplishment is something that we can do. We can wake up every day and be better than we were yesterday. And we can really um, fill a sense of that accomplishment by just simple goals, little goals. And they don't have to be large. They don't have to be earth-shaking and shattering. 
They can actually just be, today I'm going to accomplish this thing and feel better about myself, feel better about impacting people. Um, and so well, I know that's a long answer, but really with success, I feel like it's, it's nebulous. It's, like it's such a big word, you know, success. What does that even really kind of mean? And right. I, th- I think it depends too much on other people's validation, um, whether or not they like you or not, money, uh, status, things like that, that quite frankly, I think is one of the uh, main reasons why so many actors, talented, wonderful actors and artists, uh, creatives, uh, end up finding themselves feeling down or not capable of moving forward because they let success be the weight that that they try to achieve. Um, and accomplishment, I just tell them, look, just wake up tomorrow and feel accomplished about who you are, what you're what you're doing. Impact people in a positive way. And so for me, I feel like I'm an accomplished person. I feel like God has given me the opportunity to be accomplished and impact people's lives in that way. So. Long answer, but I, I guess that's why I don't see myself. So for as successful. you, personal success is more than is more important than professional success. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think that, and there is obviously professional success can be gauged too. I mean, it, you're going to whether you like it or not. I mean, um, you can't see yourself really necessarily as successful publicly unless, of course, you do have outside, you know, contribution, people have to, you know, 10 million likes on, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, you're making, uh, you know, a lot of money and you're, you know, people, your household name. I mean, that is how we gauge success, but that's what I mean. Like, what if you just want to feel successful about yourself? What if you just want to feel, that's why I say accomplishment is better because we can do that. But I don't know. I mean, success is cool. Like if people say you're a really successful person, I mean, you take that and you go, thank you. That's nice. And, and you can see that. I mean, you can gauge that. It's not like you just block it out. But I guess my biggest issue beyond the other stuff that I just said is that it can be taken from you. And I think one of the hardest parts of my job and what I do is that I watch really, really good people find themselves lost 10 years into their career, eight years into their career, because they had some simile of success. They had a, a sense of notoriety and you know, a fame and a voice that, that was actually heard and listened to in a world that was pretty crowded with a lot of, you know, distraction and stuff. And right. when I watch them, I watch them recoil. I see them change and um, it's not good. And so success can be really damaging at times too. So what would, what would your advice be for, for people who are going through something that's, that's it's hard for them to get through it? They're going through something bad. Or, or they're just feeling depressed because they don't feel they're where they are professionally. Right. How do you like? How do people get out of that? That's a great question, Sherry. I I think that in this business I do um, I do lessons and I do sessions. And what I mean by that is that when I'm training or working with somebody to be better at their profession, I do lessons. But what I come across often is that a, a deep seated sense of a lack of belief in self or, right. you know, gauging themselves again against success instead of accomplishment and things like that. So um, when I come across, and I do often, actors that, again, just wonderful people, they have a passion for it, which is why it matters to them, which is why they find themselves in a, in a place where it's, they're circumstantially depressed um, and, and feel down or even bitter or like, I'm working hard. How come I'm not seeing any fruit of that? Well, it's a tough business. 
It's a really tough business. And, you know, some people, and I'm going to get to, I promise I'll get to the, the answer to your mm-hmm. question, but I, I feel like there are so many ways to go at it. And I feel like there are a, a ton of actors, artists, creatives that um, find themselves saying, well, I'm working super hard. And someone like me has to come along and say, yeah, but you're working as hard as you ever have, but maybe you're not working as hard as it takes to actually make it, right. you know, to sustain yourself in this business. And that's hard to hear because you don't want to have to say that to somebody. Um, so one of the ways, one of the ways I help someone who's kind of in that position of feeling down and out and feeling behind or whatever, depressed even. Not good um, enough. Yeah, not feel, feeling like they're good enough, whatever, is I start reminding them how to better spend their resources. We forget that resource, our time, um, our personalities, who we are, where we spend our minutes in each day, are oftentimes more valuable than cash. And once they start learning how to appreciate their, their moments in their day, I'm telling you, it changes a lot because they start, again, to feel more accomplished. They feel more a purpose. They feel like they belong. They feel, um, they feel that fire getting back underneath them. That passion starts to click again because they just realize that maybe it's an angle. Like maybe it's the angle that we're looking at success and each day that piles up against us sometimes and all the no's and rejection that everybody knows this business has, um, it, it weighs on you. So sometimes I think my job is to help them just see life uh, from a different angle, a different perspective, so that they kind of renew the love they once had um, or to even build on that. Maybe they never even really had the full love for it, but it, it teaches them to to find that again. And um, Like love the craft amazing. and not the, the fame. Yeah, Exactly. No, that's a perfect way to state it. It's that you gotta, you got to, you got to love the craft, not the fame. And the actors that that come to me know it's it's in my agreements with them. It's in the roles at the actors' room, Tar Talent Management, Last Chance Film Partners LLC. All of the business I run in all my agreements, it requires that they understand that that, that what they're trying to do, like acting or whatever it is, that's their day job. That's not, that's not their, their calling as I see it. You have to want to have a voice. You have to want to make an impact. If, if you don't do that, I think you do lose some of the passion. You lose sight of who you are and why you were doing it. And, and look, there, it's fine. If, if the goal is go out there and make money and make a name for yourself, why not? Go ahead if that's what you want. I, I just I don't find that interesting to work with. <laughs> I just right. don't. Well, you've had so much success in your life, but obviously you've had to have times where you felt like, should I even be doing this? How did you talk yourself out of just giving up and just continue on? Yeah, No, I've had some really hard times, actually. There have been moments in time where, you know, if you don't, if if you're not everything everyone wants you to be, um, then they will talk trash about you. They will say, they say whatever they want to say, and no one fact checks any of that. You're just, character assassination is a big thing right now. Um, I don't play the victim though. It's like, you know what? It is what it is. And, and, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, when I've had those moments, well, obviously I I go to the one source that that is important to me and that's God. I I go to Jesus and I I pray to my Lord and I, I just kind of give it to him. And what's really cool about that is that he continuously... Um, helps me find and regain that step again because it, and it goes hand in hand with why I keep doing it. Um, it's because if you don't understand why you're doing something in the beginning, 
chances are good you could be knocked off later on. You can, yeah. Something can sway you or push you off your mark. And so when I've had times like that, um, I love my friends and family. They're amazing. They're super supportive. Um, some of the reasons I've gotten there are as silly as just feeling like you give out a lot and not a lot of people like to give back and mm-hmm. you start to, you know, woe is you and, you know, and, I, and I'll, I'll feel like, well, crap, how much do I have to do to, you know, to get someone to actually pay attention or to be, to be appreciative and, and you know, I always I, I tell everybody, and I, and I try to. If you look at anything I do, I try to appreciate people. I really appreciate what you're doing right now. And um, thank I, you, Steve. You're welcome. I appreciate I, you too. Oh, thanks, Sherry. <laughs> and I tell no, I tell my I tell my actors, I tell the talent, I tell the people that I work with that, you know, appreciation is free. Like really, how how much time and energy does it take to to say thank you or just remind somebody that that the support they've given you or the things they're doing to help prove to you that you're valued. Why is it so hard to say thank you? We're on social media all day long, clicking on things, on our texting things and Instagram and everywhere else, but we can't take five seconds to say thank you to someone. Yeah. So it's, it's those things get me down a little bit. And just if I could take another quick second, it's just the really the only other thing that I can think of that really gets me down is when I watch amazing, wonderful, gifted people. You know they have a gift for it. And they don't. They just don't know it. And they waste their um, their talents. Not their time, because everyone's entitled to do what they want with their time. But they waste their talents. They waste their gift on fear and worrying and self-sabotage or, you know, a million other things, mm-hmm. you know, what everybody else, you know, thinks of them and stuff like that. And it just sometimes it just creates so, such a large wall to climb that I watch them literally just give up on their dream. To me, that's, that's clearly and obviously one of the most devastating things for me in this business is watching someone who you knew could have an impact on the world, on some young girl or boy um, in, in Idaho, in wherever, you know what I mean? And they reach out with a voice that only they can, they can do it the way they do it right. and, and change someone's life. And instead, they give up under the pressure of it all and, and they quit. And that bothers me a lot. That gets me down. Yeah. Does that keep you up at night? I don't know. Get, keep me up at night is an interesting uh, point because I don't get enough sleep to really <laughs> step at night. So I work, oftentimes I'm working 17 to 20 hour days. And so keeping me up maybe in the morning because that's when I go to bed finally, or I don't know. But I, I, I don't let a lot of things get to me to the point where it interrupts what few hours of sleep I do get uh, because... It's just, it, I just believe I think it's, it's because you love what you do. I, I do. And, and I just believe that it's going to be taken care of. It's going to work out. One way or the other, it's going to work out. And I think that's also like a producer's mindset is there are no such thing as, you know, problems or failure. It's just get it done. And so, yeah. But I think that that's kind of my motto on things anyway. So. Well, because it's like. If people don't know this, Steve and I used to work together way back when. She was amazing to work with, although... Oh, thank you, Steve. No, you're amazing to work with. But I remember we hated the weekends. Yeah. We hated the weekends and the holidays because it meant we couldn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't call people. We couldn't go do anything. And it's like most people, they're running, can't wait for the weekends. We're like, go away, go away. We don't want you here. <laughs> I remember that. Because we loved what we were doing so much. We would stay up. I mean, we we talked to each other through... Your room had... We had the um, 
that heater yeah. that was between our rooms. <laughs> yes. And in the middle of the night, we would come we up with We shared an apartment. Idea. They used yeah. to let people know that. Yeah. We shared, we an, shared apartment. an apartment. And we would create ideas. In the middle of the night, we'd just start brainstorming. Yeah. And it was just, it was constant. And I think that's important. If Whatever you do, that you have to love it. You uh-huh. have to love it because who wants to work the rest of their lives doing something they hate? I agree. I how many laughs we used to have, though? That was we so much fun. We used to laugh all the time. <laughs> and and those were the humble beginnings of, of you know, you you have your nine-to-five job. You have your whatever. And and just dreaming of the stuff we wanted to do. And, you know, honestly, you know, you asked me earlier about when I started feeling successful and I gave you my very long answer. But can I just tell you, I think that it's it's built on moments like I spent with you where the humble beginnings of that, but having someone there that believed in you as well, like you did, and and like I said, the people God has put in my life right now and stuff like that, but having those moments with you, those were foundational building moments that that no one can discount those because um, you're such a creative person anyway, and you're such a hard worker, your work ethic. That's why I'm doing this right now. I mean, you know, I've turned down a lot of interviews, whatever. And well, thank you, Steve. Yeah, no. But I think we learned a lot from each other. And we were yeah. so young. I mean, we were great, young. Though. We made a lot of mistakes, but yeah, but we learned a lot from each other. Absolutely, and but that's where success comes from. And we complemented each other, I think. I mean, you had strengths right. that I didn't have and, and, and vice versa. versa. Yeah. No, but that is where success comes from. I think if I'm telling anyone starting out right now, like we were, you know, it would be surround yourself with uh, people that truly get, you know, that what you creative looks like, you know, and 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 you complement each other, not because you both think the same, but like you said, you literally fill in the blanks where I can't and puzzle, put it together. But yeah. I, I feel like putting people in your life that are not toxic, you know, that... And then Bill, we had Bill in there. He was... <laughs> Bill. Bill. I loved Bill. He was so creative. He was good. But no, there were good times. But building a foundation on that type of stuff is what creates a healthy, I believe, a healthy relationship with yourself and with your career. That's what I think. I agree with you, 100%. So what um, what would you consider your success habits? What habits do you hmm. follow, you think, um, Practice what you? I preach, for sure. I hold myself accountable. Uh, I had a meeting with my actors um, the other day, and the talent I work with, first off, I mean, they're, they're, just, they're just crazy cool and good, wonderful hearted people. But so when I do call like a quarterly meeting or whatever, they're just really cool about figuring out how to get there. So had a packed room. It was really fun. Um, and I mentioned to them, uh, something that happened to me that triggered a thought, which was, you know, it takes a second to impact somebody's life. And that became kind of the theme for that meeting and, um, watching them take that and run with it really just run with it is has been crazy good because yeah. if we all did that it would change the world literally pay so, it forward pay it forward so yeah so what made you what attracted you to this career path i love teaching i love being creative um i truly enjoy watching somebody else uh understand that hope isn't a dead end. I mean, that's kind of like, I know it sounds a little cheesy, but it's actually really true. It's like for me, watching somebody smile and see for the first time that something that they always thought would just be a dream and not real and that the only way they would ever see that 
is on television or by buying a ticket. And I watch them now, like I was telling you, I've got actors on the set right now. I've got actors, they're living their dream right now. They're living out a life that I got to be a small part of that journey, like to push in the right direction or just remind them at the middle, in the middle of the night that it's going to be okay. And then help them realign their, their, you know, priorities and things like that. So what made you go from, because I know we went to college together, we were doing radio, mm-hmm. radio production, radio broadcasting. So what made you go from that to film and to writing, directing, which is part of radio I too, think, Yeah, but, it was yeah. kind of a natural progression. I think yeah. I loved radio. In fact, I'm not so opposed to going back to it again if you'll like, join me. Like if you said, Steve, tomorrow, let's go do this. Go buy a radio station. Let's do okay. it. No, <laughs> you know, okay. if we could, uh, if we could do that, I, I, I would definitely make the time. I would love to do something like that. So I love radio, but I think it was a natural progression. I think that anytime you're creative, well, it's why you're doing what you're doing right now. I mean, this is just one more creative outlet for you. It was just something for me, you know, I haven't done this in such a long, long time. And a lot of things have gotten in the way over the last 10 years, basically, when I had to move back home. But just one day, you know, you just, like you say, you know, you pray and you think about it. And just like something came to me and said, just go back to podcasting. It's like the next best thing to radio and even better because you're creative. and You can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah. There's no limitations whatsoever. Yeah. And that's that's what I did. You know, no. you got you got to follow your passion. You have to. You do. Even if you get off track. And And... But I love that statement. Like, I want to start interviewing you right now. That statement's really good because a lot of people don't realize that. They feel like if they've gone off track that it's just too late. You know, the range of artists and clients that I have on my roster range from 13 to 83. I mean... 83? 83. Are you kidding? That's what I'm saying. Like, and, And you know what? I'm telling you, there are... Seniors are like the most passionate people I've ever met in my life, and they—I they, seriously like some of the people that I work with are just crazy good. Like they get up, they have more energy, they're working out every day, and they go out and they do things that the young, younger clients are maybe too embarrassed to do or whatever. And they've lived so much life. They just, so no, I I just feel like you're right. You can't if you go off track, it's not too late. You just go back to right. it and start from there and. Because yeah. I think God gives everybody that gift, and and I and a lot of times we don't listen, and we're we're like swayed by something else. But there's we're always we're all good at something. Sure, God gives us that we're really good at something, yeah. and whether it be a teacher or a auto mechanic or whatever, you have that gift. Yeah, and a lot of people just don't follow it. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just I think it's a belief system. I really do. It's a learning how to just trust ourselves, believe in ourselves. Um, I I mean, I'm even of the mindset that I don't believe God says no as often as we think he does. I think yeah. I think we just find ourselves giving up a lot of times, giving up, and we have that right. We have the, you know, we have free will. So we can give up if we want, but we never get to see the other end of the of the hard work or and it, it's look, it, it's always gonna be risk taking to follow a dream. And you're gonna have naysayers and you're gonna have supporters. You know what I mean? And I, at the end of the day, I think if you stick it out, I think if you really do believe in it, if you recognize it though, like you were saying, as a gift, a real gift, something that God gave you, then you're not gonna you're not gonna back down from that because God's not gonna give you something that the Holy Spirit's not gonna give you direction and clarity to go get. I just believe. Well, that. I also think also that there's a reason for everything. 
So right now, if things are really tough for you and you think, oh, my God, but five years from now, you're going to look back and you're going to laugh and you're going to think, right. wow, I learned so much from that, right. that, that, that journey right there that to now it just, it just helps. Yeah. I mean, so how are we supposed to grow otherwise? I mean, no one likes trials. No one likes tough right. times, but, and every, just about every actor that I work with, you know, I see them struggle. But man, the look in their eye is like, it's all good. They're just going to, you know, they're just going to tackle it and they're going to get through it. And I think that's where, if you have to call it success, you know, that's definitely where success is on the other side of that trial, on the other side of of the hard times. So let's talk so. about your writing. What gets you inspired to write? Man, people, I honestly, I love it. I love, remember we used to go people watching? Like we'd sit and it was so, so not in a creepy way, but I mean, we weren't looking through windows, but, <laughs> but in had malls. your binoculars and I had my <laughs> binoculars. No, yeah. you didn't have binoculars, <laughs> the, but we would the, just sit in front of a building. Right. <laughs> I just thought those were such fun times because we, you would look at people and you would go, okay, that person's story is this. That was a lot of fun for me. And yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. We used to do all I'm that I'm very stuff. good at reading people. Right. No, I remember that. I, I, I think I'm pretty good at it too. Being in this business as long as I have, yeah. I've gotten pretty good. God gives me that gift to kind of yeah. see people and, and try and help them to sort it out mm-hmm. a little bit. And I think that um, my passion for writing comes from, again, just the creative end of me. I just love telling stories. And I think the more I write, the more I create, uh, obviously, the more free I become and the better the writing becomes. I've had... Uh, great success over the last couple of years, but I've been writing for, geez, you know, for yeah. decades. And the greatest accomplishment I've seen has been only recently. I mean, so so I'll take it, you know, I'll take it. And we're moving forward with that. So it's good. What, um, tell me the inspiration behind the actor's room. Now to our talent management. Well, they're both. There's two separate companies. A lot of people don't know that. They're absolutely two separate companies. So okay. the actor's room is the studio that we're in right now. And it's the actor's room vision was well something that God had given me. Um, and it was about giving startup actors, actors that were struggling, people that had a dream, someone that had a voice but didn't know where to, where to, how to find it, where to go find their the belief in themselves and all the other stuff because Hollywood can get very loud and very crazy and right. is a great place to go and have stuff taken from you, you know? So the actor's room, for me, the, the vision for that was, one, I love to teach and be creative and I felt like I had learned enough over the years where I, I felt like I could be a benefit to somebody, um, but mostly I wanted to give them talent, a place to come, be safe, feel good about expressing themselves. And it's kind of worked out, you know, I mean, it's by the grace of God, we stay pretty packed and it's the actors that come are hand selected. I, I won't let people in that are, um, haven't figured out yet that, that <laughs> certain things in life, we'll just leave it at that. And so that was the vision for the actor's room is to give people a place to come and learn and grow. And that's what's happening here. Um, for tar talent management, it was because I just can't help it. I feel like, okay, well, if we're doing this and we, the next step is we, they've got to get representation or they need to get out there. They so need the to, actor's room is where people come to act. To co- be coached. Yeah. It's yeah. a consulting. And so tar talent is where you, you put people under your wings and get them jobs. I sign them. Okay. Well, I don't get them jobs. The talent management, 
the union won't let us um, <laughs> go out and get you work, but I, that, that is for an agent to do. So talent managers, we um, protect your interests. We support the forward momentum of your career. We protect you. Okay. And we make sure that your contracts look good. We make sure that your agreements look good. We make sure okay. that you're good. Everything's right. good, good. And we help agents to see why our clients should be working so that they can do their job. And I, I, my clients do work with a lot of amazing agents. And we're very happy with who they're with. And they do a great job. Um, but some agents don't. There's a lot of boutique agencies out there that, that really kind of slack and they build, you know, bullpens of actors and they go nowhere. They just sit on a roster somewhere and they're waiting for something the agency needs before they'll call you into play. And it might, you might sit around for a long time. I don't like that plan. My plan is get here, work on, you know, the things that you say you want and you shouldn't have to force somebody to follow their dream. If you're doing that, you're in the wrong place. Um, but we help the actors room literally get some prepared. They, I teach them, I teach them about awareness. I teach them about hope and I teach them about, about accomplishment. And we look at that and we say, okay, then, then how, how do we do that? The actors room is very different. And I, I know I'm going off track here, but okay. the actors room is very different in, than other, other places. Not that other places are amazing too. I've sat yeah, in. That was going to be my next, what makes you separate? What makes you stand out from the other? It's simply that. Again, being in this business where you're working with so many different personalities, I'm a personalization coach, so I actually understand all the different methods and, and techniques that are out there. For the most part, I stay up on all that. Um, it, that makes it very different. Um, I don't believe one size fits all. I believe that everybody brings something different to the table. I don't think it should be forced into a box. I feel like that's the whole part of the letting them be creative and the freedom of that. Right. But what's different about the action room is I don't just teach technique. I actually teach business so that you understand what that's you're good. doing. So you can't be taken advantage of, be taken advantage of. And that's another part to the tar talent management because my actors won't be taken advantage of period. That's it. And good. people know that. And, and so, uh, I, so I teach them about the business and I teach them about them. It's and with my background being what it is and, all the counseling and everything that, you know, all that's those years of psychology and all the other things that, that I did. It's very helpful because I can help people to learn themselves, figure out who they are. It's such an important part of, of accomplishment and success in this business is that you have to know who you are. Cause if you don't, someone else will tell you who you are. They'll try to fit you into a box right. and you're never going to find yourself that way. And then we teach technique. I mean, this is, and everybody has their own style. And my job is to learn them, not them learn me, which a lot of coaches do do that. Not, right. There are a lot, like I said, lots of great coaches out there. But I, at least for me and my angle on it, I want to learn you. I don't want you to learn me and my style. Be me. I want you to be you. And and it works. Actors, And then once they get to that place where, you know, they're really where they need to be, then we help them to figure out the business end of it. Well, how does that look? I don't associate myself with a lot of others because I don't believe in taking, um, you know, for headshots, or whatever. I, I don't believe in taking kickbacks or, you know, whatever. I, I just, <laughs> I, I believe that, you know, we do what we do and they do what they do. And then right. I, but I will help actors to figure out how to get to that place quicker. Um, that's what I do. And so, there's that. I think that's what makes it different. I think if you meet the people here, 
it's such a strong, strong sense of community that anybody that's ever walked through the doors and sat in even for one class says that. They always say the same thing, you know, and it's not written on the walls anywhere. They just get it. Do you take uh, people that just want to not so much be an actor, but they want to take the classes to to develop themselves, be able to talk to people better uh, for their business or, or, or that kind of thing? I have. And it's, it is very television film geared. So it's not the norm. So the norm is actors that want right. to come in and learn the technique of acting for film and television and commercial. But um, I have. I've had some well-known directors that I won't mention names, but I've had some very well-known directors. Come on, mention names, No, Steve, no on. names, because they probably probably don't want... That's the other thing about the action. It's very private. Everybody comes here and they... No pictures, no nothing. Everybody gets to come. And I have had some amazing, wonderful celebrities come and sit in with my actors, and that's always fun because... So if I sit out your, outside your door with a camera, <laughs> I can sell this stuff to TMZ, sure, right? Sure, why not? And then I'd probably then then I'd probably lose most of my business because they come here for this, the privacy. Was it me, Steve? Really? I don't know <laughs> so, who it was. That wasn't me. I know. Your glasses. Sure, I know that's you. <laughs> no, it's not so, But it's... it's um, yeah, I mean, I, I forgot my train of thought because I do that, but um, I think that... I think that, that the sense of community is what makes us really different. And I think that um, even some of the most well-known actors feel like they can come here, including directors, and that's where we we're going. Uh, directors, people that, that, are, uh, that travel a lot and do a lot of seminars, they've sat in my classes uh, basically to just learn how to, to really kind of develop themselves in a voice that maybe makes a little more sense. Have you gotten like famous... Actors come in and just like sit in on a class and oh yeah, take... can you name who they were? No, I can't. It's very private. That's why I said you asked what's different about the action. That's it. They know when Oscar season. I mean, the actors that were because it's one. It's difficult to find a seat here again by the grace of God. But when because people just keep resigning right. up, resigning right. up, and they hold their seat. And the agreement here is. As long as you're in that seat and you're doing what you're supposed to do, um, you're believing in yourself, you're working hard, then that seat is yours until you give it up. And I won't remove people otherwise, unless they're just really letting themselves down. And I just feel like it's probably best for them not to be here. But um, so when somebody new comes in, everybody kind of knows because, you know, the group is it's a pretty good sized group, but everybody knows. And uh, Oscar season came along recently and we had a couple of amazing, wonderful people sit in and... They were like, that's that's her. And she's wearing a black wig and glasses. It's like, so it's fun for them. But okay. yeah, and they sit in and they, when they're in town, yeah, if they can stop in because they know what this place is about. And it feels good sometimes getting back to the grassroots and just kind of, and I think that's what this is too, grassroots of acting and learning yourself in the business. So they come and they enjoy it. So tell me a little bit about Last Chance Productions, LLC. Last Chance Film Partners LLC. Uh, I Your have names are so long. Steve. I know. <laughs> I got to work on that, don't I? Um, I the first thing I want to mention is that I have one of the most amazing business partners. I, I don't have business partners in anything else that I do except the production company. And um, Anthony Chase is. A lifelong friend. He's been my. We've been in the trenches together forever, forever. 
Um, and he's just a super dedicated, really talented uh, producer. And, and How'd you guys meet? What's that? How'd you guys meet? Uh, actually, I was. we were working together uh, at a center for abused, neglected, at-risk youth. Mm-hmm. And um, he works as a forensic social worker. And uh, I had decided that I wanted to go and kind of see what that was all about. And he was already working What is there. a forensic social worker? Oh, boy. He, he would have to tell you that. He does cool stuff. Like, he goes in uh, with the police and with the detectives and all that kind of stuff. And he looks for clues. And I don't know what all. He, he's just, it's crazy. He does some cool stuff. Clues for like abuse and things like that. Well, for everything, if some, you know, the more high-profile cases, okay. where stuff has happened to to children and or adults and whatever in the in the situation, and then he his overall job, if he were here, he would tell you, um, I protect families. Okay, <laughs> that's what he does. Well, that's good. So yeah, so and and he does it better than anyone I've ever known, and I mean that like he really cares about the people that he's talking with, and so now very. I respect him a great deal. And um, so anyway, we started doing, we started writing together and that grew into creating a company and that company grew into, gosh, everything. We were doing mostly behind the scenes stuff on so many different films, so many different productions. And in the last couple of years, again, which goes to show you, I mean, I'm who I am now, old and tons of years (laughs) and whatever, but a lot of stuff is actually just starting to happen for me. And... And, but it took a lot, it takes a lot of building to get to that place and trying to discover what you really do want to do with your life. But, um, last chance film partners, we work on projects that make a difference. We want to make a difference. Like that Mm -hmm. has to matter at some point, not just make money. Um, we've had plenty of those jobs thrown at us. And in the last few years we decided, you know what, instead of working behind the scenes so much, we'd like to start building some of our own credit. You know, and so we're just recently uh, putting together a slate of our own films that we've written, TV shows, game shows, things like that. So we have a, a beautiful roster of, of cool stuff. Um, we do some amazing business proposals and business plans. We bring people together. We're producers, so we bring people together. Uh, we're always looking for funding like everybody else so that we can, you know, afford these films. Right. But the films are always going to have one thing in common. They're not going to just be entertaining. They're actually going to have value. A message. There's a message to yeah. them. And so that's that's what it stands for. That was that kinda like goes back to um where you're saying, you know, things things that um you were doing back then probably have a better chance now because of how how you know things change. Yeah. Like I think about what we do with hand to hand. I think now if you were doing it now, there's so much opportunity now than it was back then where well, yeah. we can only we only had radio, but now <laughs> right. it's like YouTube and and podcasting and there's just so many things that you right. can do with it now that we couldn't do then. So if it's it's just like you just sometimes you're just ahead of the Do your listeners know what hand to hand is? No, they don't. Yeah, they think we should involve them in the conversation. Hand, you tell them. Hand to hand was this really fun creative expression of characters that came together in the most ridiculous, fun, stupid way ever. It was a radio series that we did. Yeah. How many episodes did we do? 70-something episodes. Did we do that Oh, yeah, many? yeah. I wow. saw the tapes of, of those. That was like a lot. I don't know where we'd ever play them. They're on it like real. It was hand-to-hand, 
It was a takeoff on Heart to Heart. Heart to Heart. I remember. But yeah. we would do, we would sit in the studio and we would do like a whole ton of voices. You would do a ton of voices. I would do a ton I of voices. I just did Jenny Han. No, you didn't. You did others too. You did the dog and Johnny. <laughs> and then we'd bring people in to do the others. No, we remember how we, many we had. Bill did a lot of double, voices. Yeah, we had. We had Bill Dahlstrom. Double chins, twin, no. Double chins, twin, chin, no. Chins, twin, double chin. I don't know. I don't remember. We had we came up with such crazy stuff. <laughs> it was fun though. And Jenny, she had she had amnesia, and then she got it back because we she hit, we hit her on the head with a milk with a bottle yeah. of milk of amnesia. That's milk how she amnesia. got her amnesia taken care of. Manual chins twin double chin. I knew I'd remember it. That, he, he was, was the, the detective that was going after. He was her. the villain. Yeah. And then so yeah so anyway it was a fun show and I do think you're right I think it would actually do well now. Um, because, well, you look at all the different avenues. That if you, you took Hand to Hand now and did it in a cartoon form and put it on YouTube, no. I think it would be just, of course, I don't know. I mean, well, what we thought was, to make. yeah, what I thought was funny then, what we cracked up about now, right. then, we could look at it now and just go, I don't know if that's so no, funny. No, I've still now. got tapes. I've played some of them for people oh, really? like a few years ago, and people were cracking up over it. No, it was pretty, it was good. It's like kind of You know, we made fun of Michael timeless. Jackson. I don't know how that would go now. Yeah, I don't think that would work out. Some <laughs> of the made, stuff would have be rewritten. We made Politics of have changed. Yeah, we made a lot of fun of Michael Jackson. <laughs> anyway, this has been fun. What's next? Throw something else at me. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Um, How much I appreciate you allowing me to come and do this today. And I appreciate you more. Uh, thanks. It's good to see you again. It is. It's been a long time. So, well, I uh, if I had anything left to say, it would be that um, I definitely am one of the most blessed people that every day I get to wake up and do what I love doing. And um, everybody has ups and downs and blah, 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 and stuff happens. But every single day I wake up and I praise God that I actually get to do this for a living. I and work with amazing people and help them discover their dreams and do it the right way and not, you know, all of that stuff. That's, that's something. I mean, that's something. And so you should be proud of that. I'm really, really proud of that. and happy about that. What advice would you give to people that are, that are following their dreams? Most people would say, don't give up on yourself. And that's great advice. But I would say it starts with believing in yourself. You, you know, it's the not giving up part. You have to believe first. And I feel like a lot of people oftentimes don't really know what they're getting into and they say they love this and they have to do it and they have to all that stuff. I would say discover yourself a little bit more. I would say that if you figure out that you really do have a gift, then make sure that you, you lock that in, you realize that and you tell yourself. And I even, I even have some of my younger startup actors I tell them, write an agreement to yourself. There's a lot of contracts in this business. Have one with yourself. Right. And write down what you're going to do and how you're going to do it the best you can. Now, it can change, but the one thing you can't do is on that contract, that agreement, it has to say, I will never then give up on myself. Then you can get to that because, you know, believing in yourself will get you through it. And surround yourself with people that... Um, People, other people that do what you do is really important, you know, right. as well as the people that support you and people that love you and care about you. All of that's important and healthy. 
And the other would be that, you know, use your time wisely, your resources wisely. I would say easily, easily 80% of the actors I come in contact with are already somewhere in the middle of what they believe to be a career, but yet no one knows them yet. And they've burned out. They've spent so much of their resource. I would say find, sort that out so that you have a better foundation to spring off of and, and to keep going. That's a good advice for anybody starting out following their dreams no matter what yep it's really good advice well steve i so appreciate you being here thanks sherry it's it's very insightful you have a lot of good advice a lot of good experience now for me i have when i try to end my show i don't have a closing tag i don't i keep trying to find one (laughs) but i cannot find a closing tag so what i usually do is i have alexa tell me a joke okay so do you want to tell me a joke, or do you want me to leave it to Alexa? I leave it to Alexa. I, I, nobody, I, everybody asks that. They can't tell I'm me a joke. I'm horrible telling that's jokes. That's what everybody says. I, I, am I am the same way. I could. I can't remember a joke for. I'm for horrible the life at it. Like no, I would I, go to like why the chicken cross. The, you know, it's like you don't want that. Let's let Alexa do it. Yeah, well, I had her once. I said, Alexa, tell me a dirty joke. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so she tells me a joke about dirt. Yeah, you know, it wasn't yeah. dirty. It's like yeah. okay, fine, Alexa. A man okay. fell in the mud. That kind of thing? Yes, it's some yeah. kind of joke like that. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. I really appreciate it. All right. And, you know, I hope that everybody, I, I hope that you'll give out my I'll put websites all, and all that. Give me the links and I'm going to put them. Yep. And so everybody can in, come um, visit. And I just, you know, I pray that everybody that's listening right now, I pray that God's favor is on them and that they um, see the full potential of their success and their accomplishment. Amen. Okay. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you, Steve. How many Academy Award winners does it take to change a light bulb? Just one, but they couldn't do it without the support of their manager, their agent, the Academy, and of course mom and dad. You can find Sherapy with Sherry Todd in your iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.